Welcome. Welcome back, back to, to Highly, highly suspect. suspect. A, a Star Wars story, story by, by Bad, Bad Form, Form Bad Podcast. Form Podcast. Tim, your you, delays too much. Stop. <laughs> I'm your host and game master. 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 Ben Frisch. Ben Frisch. Ben Frisch. Ben Frisch. Welcome back to episode <laughs> eight. Ben's like, I'm going to re-record this later. Nope. <laughs> I'm sure not. Okay, so we'll start over. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host and game master, Ben Frisch. Uh, Star Wars RPG... Uh, Episode eight. Episode eight. And may the force be with you. Always. So we got some patrons to thank, um, <laughs> but um, we've decided as a group, we want to uh, double check with everybody before we just say your name on air. Um, I will send a message to each person asking if they want to be thanked on air or on video and what name they want. Awesome. Is there anything else I need to? Any other messages for the voting? Yeah, thanks for. Oh yeah, yeah. Today's episode um, is the first story poll. Story poll that we did um, doing um, Cass's Mandalorian heritage. If you want to be able to vote on future story beats, um, no, I don't want to do that. That's so. That feels like a salesman. Just, just say that we're happy that the voting happened. Just that, say thanks. You know, <laughs> thanks. It's from the patrons. Yeah, it's awesome. We appreciate it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. It's okay. We love you guys. Yeah, we're it's still cool. going to yeah. keep giving you the show for free. Uh, that's true. Even if you don't vote. But if you want to vote, that's great. <laughs> Thank you. It's really fun. But today's episode was chosen by our listeners. So let's do a recap before we jump in. On the last episode of Highly Suspect, Garrick evaded the Z-95 headhunters, um, accidentally getting some support from the Pike security that were flying through. Yes. Um, Cass and Dua, you and your new friend Yuri uh, saved Prince Jizor, who was in a medical pod. You all flew back to your base together, where you learned that Yuri actually works for the guest, and he showed up to kind of monitor you guys and see how you worked. And he told us we were very bad at what we did. He said you were messy, but Yuri liked your style. Gritty. Pretty gritty. <laughs> Wait, the man showed up to monitor how we did things and then immediately told me I'm blowing up the station. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild card to mix us up, right? Keep us on it's our like toes. It's like a food inspector walking into a restaurant and just throwing a rat into the bag saying, uh-oh. I, I love the guy. Yeah, and maybe he did blow up the station just to remove any evidence that you guys left. Oh, that's a... Yeah. Yeah, he's the cleanup crew, baby. Yeah. But he was there to kind of see how you guys worked. He said you're messy, um, but that you guys would be working closely together in the future, um, dealing with the Shizor situation. I haven't decided if I want to even attempt to voice Prince Shizor, so... We'll figure that out as we go what further. What accent do Phalanes have? Uh, he has a voice actor from um, the Dash Rendar game. Okay. I say do it. Why the fuck not? And then you guys took some private time. Uh, do uh, you were working on the ship while Garrick watched. 
directed. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to open the holocron while he was screaming at me to fix the ship. Yeah, I used my time to make the most of his. Mm-hmm. Um, Cass, you were exploring uh, Mandalorian culture. Yep. And uh, Dua, you didn't open the holocron. I'm aware. So we cut back a couple days later. Uh, tell me what everybody's doing right now. Well, after a couple of days, I figured I would probably be painting again because we needed to paint the ship. It's pretty fucked up. I think I'm in the ship trying to get better at astrogation, <laughs> trying to learn because I've failed so miserably so often. I mean, I, I do have a skill point in that. I just wasn't there that time. Yeah. And, you know, we should all get better at everything, I think. We're kind of, we're glass cannons. Not really, but a little bit. And Dua, what are you doing? Um, I think Dua finally like just finished making repairs to the ship and was about ready to excitedly start on the Basilisk Wardroid and then whatever plot bullshit you're going to throw at us <laughs> means that we have to ignore it one one more time. Well, I will say over the past couple days, um, Cass, you learned quite a bit about Mandalorian culture and more importantly, recent events. In recent events, um, Mandalorians are aligning themselves with the Empire. Um, I'll say that you learned a little bit more about Clan Ordo's history. Um, your Mandalorian friend that you stole his armor. Yep. Um, Clan Ordo was very important uh, during the Old Republic era as uh, their clan was actually leading Mandalore for a short time. And then um, as you were kind of exploring your armor and learning like kind of piecing together the Mandalorian language, you see that inside your helmet on the very top in Mandalorian script is written the name Urza. So that's what you learned during your couple days. All right. Um, do uh, you want to give me a mechanics check to see what your ship looks like? Yeah, for sure. Uh, how hard? Do it against uh, three difficulty. Do I get a boost just for like the uh, facilities at Newcast City? Yeah, for sure. You have a uh, scrap metal piles from the old Mandalorian ships here. Well, goddamn! <laughs> All right, so that's uh, two successes, one advantage, and a triumph. Jesus. So yeah, the per- the diff or the t- difficulty die were like two blanks and then one disadvantage. Do uh, tell me what. Uh, What's fixed on the ship, and if it looks any better than it did before? Well, with the Triumph, I think that, like, just, like, general maintenance, like, it's almost like we get a slight upgrade, you know, like, version. <laughs> Have we named this thing yet? The Highly Suspect. The Highly Suspect. Yeah, so it's, like, the Highly Suspect 1.1. You know, it's, like, a little firmware upgrade to it, so everything's just a little bit nicer, um, and then in repairing the outside of it from the shots from the Z95s, like, right now I've got it, it's just like the perfect primer gray, so that way Cass can color it exactly how he wants to. Oh, buddy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, in the airlock, is that fully repaired and operational? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a triumph, damn it. Yeah, that's true. No. I made two ships. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that you just completely removed the door panels and find new ones to replace it with on the other uh, broken down ships that were here previous and uh oh cool so our ship has like some like ancient mandalorian like writing and stuff on the inside of it yeah why not 
Oh, uh, can since the auxiliary was not on the ship, can it be exactly the same as it was, completely untouched, still painted mm-hmm. regularly? Yeah. It's like pristine. It's the yeah. nicest part of your ship. <laughs> Does anybody want to do anything else before I go to that plot bullshit, as Tim calls it? <laughs> Dua wipes the sweat from his brow, claps his hands together, turns to the basilisk wardroid, and then you may begin now, Ben. <laughs> There's a ding over the intercom. It's the T3 unit. Bullshit alert. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Dua just says, but there was time. I had all the time now. (laughs) I have a hollow call for Cass in the briefing room. Uh, I assume that I have something over my goggles or something, because I'm not wearing my Mandalorian armor. I'm painting. I just painted that. So I'm probably just going to pull up my goggles. Clearly there's paint around my eyes, and so I pull up my goggles, and uh, I just look around. And then I just go, I guess I have to take this. And then I I walk into the room where, like, the table. Dua's room. Dua, I walk into Dua's room <laughs> without him asking me any questions. As as he's walking by, Garrick says to Dua, who the hell wants to talk to him? And looks over his shoulder and realizes Dua's not there. <laughs> and Dua's asking T3, um, wait, is it the call from the guest store? No. <laughs> And frankly, it's none of your business. <laughs> it's, it's pretty lot. <laughs> well, you walk in and you see on the hollow table projected a image of Lyric Ashte. And you'll remember who Lyric is. He's our Bothan friend who has gone on many adventures with the crew. Is he? I'm not sure if he's effective or not, but... Did we make him an admiral? He has his own ship now, doesn't he? Um, well... Him and, <laughs> him and your adopted father, Hosk, are kind of like pirate buddies together. Yeah. So you know if he's contacting you, probably has There's something to do. probably Hosk involved. There's probably your, your father involved in so, some way. Um, and they did. They had a dreadnought uh, <laughs> carrier. Oh, they... Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we we just, we established that in yes. one season. Uh, end of season two. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm going to go in, I'm going to see Lyric, and I'll be like, Lyric, how's it going? Oh, it's going. Where have you been? Well, your father and I are on Duxon. What are you doing on Duxon? We lost the ship. Of course. Um, I need you to come here fast. Right now. Like as soon as possible. All right, I'll run it through the guy. I'll run it along with the guys. But uh, can I get a little bit of information to tell them? Well, your father's in a funk. He won't talk to anybody but you. He's locked himself in his quarters. Won't come out. Probably because we uh, we started a religion. A what? <laughs> a religion. Um, who on earth is going to follow you two into a religion? A bunch of people who hate money. That's who. <laughs> and just give it up freely. That makes sense, actually. But that's the thing. I had to talk quiet. Things gotten a little out of hand. A few of the uh, old pirate crew might have been considered non-believers and have been killed. So you have a mutiny. <laughs> well, technically, they have to still have a ship for it to be a mutiny. <laughs> so maybe it's more like an insurrection. No, no, this is a religion. It's a ship of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, 
getting back in character. They've gotten out of hand. Your father won't come out of his room. And they're starting to suspect. Maybe I don't believe what I'm saying. Can you come get me? (laughs) (laughs) I'll see what I can do. Please. I think they're coming right now. Um... I'm just going to go over the intercom real quick. It'll be like, Garrick, Dua, I need you to come in here right now. I, I go. Dua sets down his tools that he was just about to start on the Basilisk Wardroid and then goes. <laughs> I want him to sigh. Will he sigh? <laughs> you know he sighs. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon as they walk in, I'm going to be like, Garrick, you remember Lyric? Dua, oh. this is Lyric. Good to uh, see you hello? again. So long story short, apparently my father and, and Lyric have started a religion and uh, things are getting hairy and we need to go to Duxon, at least to pick up Lyric. <laughs> I, I think Dua is going to turn to Cass and say, wait, your father's there? Yes. yes. And he's in a lot of trouble, so you need to come right now. And uh, yeah, you got, see him turn real now. quick and Whoa. you hear a bang and it turns off. Um. Okay, are we leaving? Or It's family. We have to go. It's up to you guys. I feel responsible for at least Lyric. All right. Growing up with Husk was not easy. I can't imagine anyone else being an adult around him would be fine. Yeah. And the religion and he... thing does have me wondering. Religion thing. Okay, let's get in the ship. We'll talk. <laughs> Garrick hops off and gets the ship ready. And even though I was joking about Dua, like, dragging his feet and all that before, like, whenever he finds out that it's for Cass's father, it's like, oh, go time. Let's do it. Uh, so, Dua, what do you know about Cass's family? I I don't know anything, but, you know, family's family. All right. Like, that's something I understand. I'll give you the breakdown. Um, <laughs> Cass, orphan, uh, alien dad, mm, contentious, um... They kind of get along when they need each other, and otherwise they'll just kind of grab whatever they can out of each other's pockets and leave. He's a fun guy, though. We should have a good time. I looked at Cass to see if that's all correct. Cass was there the whole time. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like you I definitely. <laughs> no, this is this is right in front of him. Yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. Listen, we're going to go see what's going on with Lyric. My father probably deserves what's going on. There. You can't mean that. I mean... Dua, when you meet him, you'll be able to make your own judgment. Again, very fun. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are preparing to leave for Duxon, then. Uh, Everybody tell me what you want to grab and take with you. Um, Garrick's taking his normal loadout, just the... uh, Dragon Eye Reaper on his hip and this ornate... Slug throw on his back, yep. rocket boots. Uh, I think I still have a couple regular grenades mm-hmm. um, that I'll hold on to. That's it. Cool. Oh, stim. One stim stick pack. One stim pack? One stim pack and one carton of stim sticks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one just box of stim sticks. I, I think I'm going to take, obviously, put on the new painted Mandalorian armor. Um, it is finished. It's finished, I believe. And yeah, I've been painting it for a while. And it's all graphite and gold. All graphite and gold again, just to match the. Ship. What have you done with the 
clan ordo see that's the thing i kind of think that i'm just going to replace that with the original piece that i like it's going to be like one of the only can, best cars that i don't have because i can obviously I, don't want to have that out yeah. all the time can i make a request sure um since you painted it graphite and gold but you already have one that's graphite and gold can it be re- inversed where it's gold with graphite accents and the shoulder piece with the the signet instead of changing that out you paint it over it so if you look hard like you can see there's something painted (laughs) over but you can't tell what i don't know i kind of i I think the way that i was looking at it because i've I've actually thought about this quite a bit yeah like man that clearly has like like now that i know about clan ordo and stuff i probably would assume that i don't want to so i just am going to switch that with the okay. best guy one so it's like gold and graphite except for one shoulder piece which is still graphite and gold yeah does that work sure yeah I mean, well, i'm gonna keep the helmet the same oh too. yeah yeah. like yeah. the helmet but it's yeah. iconic it's basically i guess we can do that where it's like a traveling team where they have the inverse like ones yeah we'll do yeah. that that's fine cool. and is that your old armor like on a mannequin in your room yeah i would assume that would Sick. be the case so i'm gonna i'm gonna grab that obviously the the wrist shooter um, I'm gonna grab the shot glove and the Nova Viper. I think the the rifle is still in the ship, but okay. I'm not gonna carry that with me. Probably it's in the probably. ship's armory. It's in the ship's armory. Cool. And there's a shotgun somewhere. Also, probably in the ship's armory. Mm-hmm. What's Dua taking with him? Uh, Dua's taking the OK98, um, and that's about all he owns. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like. What if, like, you just took the the holocron with you to work on in the ship? No, I that, that was the one thing that I, I was going to bring also. Cool. Uh, one more note, if that's okay. Garrick does have his helmet on, and I am yeah. taking little Novak with us. Duxon oh. seems like the perfect planet to let him go wild on. Yeah. So... Everybody cool with that? And we did say Hosk is there, so you just never know. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we get a shot of you guys loading up on the ship, uh, little Movac walking up the ramp behind all of you guys, and it closes up, and you shoot off to Duxon. You want to do anything on the way there, or are we just... Well, I'm going to make a point that no one said anything about my new color of armor. <laughs> We've been watching you paint it for the two weeks it took for you to and paint no it. And no one has said a single thing? <laughs> I got a haircut too, but yeah, but I told you that looked good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do a, I think could we just be like in the cockpit working on our little piloting dynamic? <laughs> what if do is giving you a test on astrogation? Oh, I love it. Yeah. And Wes is like, no one's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> just me with a flask going like nothing. No one. Okay, so Garrick, I'm uh, just gonna right go now drink you somewhere are on else. Naboo, and you're trying to make your way to Tatooine. Uh, Tatooine is in the inner rim, so I would type in uh, Alpha Romeo 23. Um, Garrick, we were just at Tatooine. It's in the outer rim. What are you talking about? Oh, yes. So that's here, and I click on it perfectly. Well, pretty well. Let's do a few more just to be safe. Uh, okay, okay. I continue listening to Dua about how to be a better man. <laughs> Dua, roll an astrogation for me against uh, Garrick's discipline. <laughs> My discipline. <laughs> What's Garrick's discipline? It's going to be. So, yeah, one difficulty and one challenge. 
Yeah. All right, so I got one threat and a triumph. For the triumph, Garrick take a permanent boost on all astrogation checks. But with the threat... Take a setback whenever Dua is not there. <laughs> and Dua takes two strain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. threat, Dua takes two strain, that's it. <laughs> Just like, like it has been four hours, and he just like it. It clicked like a switch in his head, but it took four fucking hours. That's great, uh, Cass. You're preparing to see your adopted father, Hosk. And just for any new listeners, Hosk is a Chiss pirate. Um, the way that we've set him up is because he raised Cass. He's always one better in every skill than Cass is. In my old chart. On your old chart. He could look a little different now. Yeah. Uh, but when we introduced him, that was his whole thing. And this well, he's, the, the part that was my favorite about how you guys did that was you, Ben never mentioned it for like yeah. five episodes. Yeah. I would always just like whenever we were playing in Hoskins with Baldur the Cassia sheet, just add <laughs> yep. one and, and then like, Oh, no, back. he's better at this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was always frustrating. Um, so Hosk has not been the greatest father friend to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's gotten me out of some pickles and taught me a lot of things, but he also threw me on that planet. He threw me on that prison planet uh-huh. without me knowing. He did save me uh-huh. from the desert, but then threw me onto a prison planet immediately. Yeah. Um, got you the armor. He got me the armor, but it was fake. Yeah. Um, he let you pickpocket him. But he also pickpocketed you. True. Yeah. For more money. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> one more credit. I think, uh, I think the thing is, but there's also I I had to help him with the get the dreadnought or like what is it? I had to help him with the mutiny that he was doing, and mm-hmm. I helped him with that, and I think that grew a level of respect. Yeah. But basically, he's raised you to be a thief. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think that since the character changed, like you're kind of moving away from what Hosk taught you growing up. Like, yeah, I'm learning more of what it is to be Cass and less of what Hosk made Cass to be. Yeah, that's awesome. But how does Cass feel about going and seeing his his father? Right well, now? I think he's excited to see Lyric. Obviously, he wouldn't be going if he wasn't wanting to help out Lyric. Um, I think there is probably since Garrick and are doing things i think there's probably a lot of contemplating in a mirror kind of him just practicing what he's gonna say mm-hmm. to uh to host because i think the last time you know he doesn't necessarily trust hosk but he's also wary host normally calls on him when he needs absolutely some help yeah so i think he's kind of looking at it as look at all this new shiny armor it's beskar and everything like that i think he's looking at it as a chance to maybe save his father, but also he's going to be wary to make sure he doesn't get tricked. Yeah. And he's drinking because he's prepping. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably going to not pay out well. So then we just like star wipe to the ship exiting hyperspace over Duxin, the jungle moon of Onderon. Cass, I say you probably go up to the cockpit because this is where your base with Hosk was growing up mm-hmm. and you kind of know your way around the planet and you know where you're going. Right. Um, and you're kind of pointing them uh, where to go. Duxon is usually very rainy. It seems pretty clear right now. Um, just a nice light mist 
over the jungle below you as you're heading there. And faintly in the distance, you see a dreadnought heavy cruiser that is kind of speared into the earth um, at a 45 degree angle. (laughs) I'm just going to look at Dua and Garrick and just go, I assume that's where we're going. So then you, you start flying towards that dreadnought. And down below you, you see this nice overgrown courtyard with about 20, 30 people there dancing, all in blue robes. And there's a, oh a small band playing on wooden instruments and a large bonfire right in the center. It was kind of going off. And you see a nice little landing area off to the side of it as this dreadnought <laughs> is kind of towering above you. This is going to get weird. It's going to get weird. So we do we we land I assume. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to look at Garrick and be like, "Do you mind if I step out first on this one?" Yeah, look, I, I'm going to hang back. I don't know about Tua. You you take the lead here. I'm going to worry about little Movac for a little bit. Just let me know when you need me to do something. And you're looking out the cockpit and you see all of these blue-robed aliens of every uh, race kind of joyfully almost skipping not skipping just kind of rushing towards your ship as if to greet whoever comes out are they capering oh, toward God. the ship capering is the perfect way <laughs> god they're hippies <laughs> maybe Lomovac goes out first gives them a little scare <laughs> i don't know what's scarier than a mandalorian just popping out of a ship? good point yeah go for it and then he can come out that's even creepier yeah what's Dua doing uh, Dua's grabbing a uh, shoulder bag or something to throw the uh, holocron in, but he keeps the crystal in like a closer pocket. Um, I, before stepping off, I don't want to sidetrack too much. Can I do like a xenology check to train little Movac a little bit, um, just to give him a signal when it's time to get back in the ship? Could I? J- I'm just gonna point down and I'm gonna go, and. For then, a destiny point. I'll do a destiny point for it, yeah. Okay. We'll say Hang that's on, something we can't you... just throw those around, Colin. Well, I don't mind, though. We got <laughs> five, and you didn't earn any of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the GM who's playing against you did more work than you did. <laughs> yeah, for a destiny point, I'll say that that could have been something you were working on with him. Just Sweet. getting him used to commands. Signals and shiz. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm ready to go whenever Cass. So I press the button. The loading ramp goes down. You see the large crowd of blue-robed weirdos. And in the middle, ready to meet you, is an Imrusian. And if you remember what an Imrusian is, they are in... They first appeared in Solo. She's kind of the uh, secretary who greets uh, Solo on the... um, on Dryden Voss's yacht. Uh, they have like white pale skin that almost looks like a dry riverbed the way it's like cracked. Okay. And they look really cool. Um, but she's there ready to meet you in her blue robes. And as you walk out, she goes, you must be Cass and gives you a hug. Ugh, I'm watching from the shadows of the, <laughs> the cargo ramp. Going, what? Ugh. 
I'm just sighing, just disgustedly, <laughs> like, but like kind of under my breath because I don't want to insult her. As she's hugging you, you're kind of looking out into the crowd and they're all smiling and whispering and just staring at you. Um, I'm watching her hands as they wrap around the back to see if she pickpockets him. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Okay. And then she uh, touches your helmet with both hands on each side. And she says, Hosk has assured us that you've been out spreading the good word. Gathering converts, which I assume, and she kind of leans around the side of Cass and looks at Dua and Garrick. I snap my fingers and Movak flies off right over her. Oh, and she, she's like, it doesn't really face her. Um, Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Uh, welcome both of you to the Patrons of the Mist. Right. Where's Hosk? Oh, just follow the torches. He has set up a small living quarters under the crash dreadnought above us. He has been waiting for you. I'm going to try to be polite in this one where I'm just going to like shake her hand and be like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go that way now. Of course. And she looks back to Dua and Garrick. The two of you have come on a very special day. Uh, Cass uh, spoke highly. <laughs> We've just begun the celebration. A celebration of unity and trust in the group. I'm so glad we're going to get the opportunity to prove our unity and trustworthiness. Yes, we'll get you changed, and then together we will all partake in the Appleese route. I, I look at the crowd. Um, You said it's a lot of alien races. Are there small ones? Yeah. Okay, awesome. And uh, that's when you see, kind of peeking out from behind the crowd, a cute little uh, Chatra fan girl. And uh, she How sees cute. you and giggles. She's hot. Like, if I were a Chatra fan. <laughs> if I was a bat. Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of like giggling and looking at you and then just kind of like disappears behind everybody. Oh, where'd she go? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to take my helmet off and leave it on the ship and my slug thrower, but I'm going to keep my sidearm on me because I'm scared a little bit. Dua says, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we had to make a, a She's an mine. offering. Yes, so one moment and he runs back <laughs> onto the ship. <laughs> leaves the holocron in the double pad boy box inside Good. the locker and yeah. then just grabs like 20 credits. Cool. And... Um, Let's stick on you guys for a little bit. So the Imrusian <laughs> is going no, to... I love the idea that you guys are just at Coachella. Yeah. <laughs> the Imrusian takes you um, down into the courtyard, and uh, there's kind of an old building that was that is overgrown and part of whatever culture was here before. And she guides you in and takes you both into a room with a table that has... A couple dozen blue robes of varying sizes all folded on the table. She says, change, and then when you're ready, come back out and we will begin. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was going to ask if she closes the door behind her, but it's probably beads, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I hate bead doors. Dua gets down real close to Garrick and just goes, what the hell is going on? Uh, you're the religious one, you tell me. I'm not, I'm not the religious one. I thought we were here to rescue his father. Why did we? I've got my own mission. 
<laughs> you do you. Okay, what is it? I've uh, now completed undressing <laughs> as do is crouch down on me. <laughs> like you're quickly throwing those boots <laughs> off oh, as yeah, he's like yeah. talking to you. Um, and I, I put on, I assume, is it like a tunic? Yeah. kind of thing for the little guys they assume they're children so it's like knee high yeah like a t-shirt so i've got <laughs> the tunic my helmet and my rocket boots on my <laughs> leg hair has never seen daylight i thought you left so the helmet in the ship. <laughs> oh yeah i left the helmet sorry so it's just sockless rocket boots and uh <laughs> nasty little hairy legs i guess <laughs> Um, and, a, and a tunic with a gun that's too big. <laughs> but I am going to go to, like, whatever waiting, sitting water there is and slick all my, my wily hairs back. Yeah. Pretty myself up a little. What's Dua doing? Dua just throws a robe over everything that he's wearing, so it's just, like, really <laughs> bulky. His, his, the sleeves of his jacket are poking out past the sleeves of the robe. <laughs> I uh, put the rest of my clothes in a in a satchel and give them to do it a hold. And you run out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I scamper right off. So, can I do like a a quick check while I'm here? Yeah. Like I want to do like a force vibe check. Okay. So would that be like a perception, but using like my sense emotion, sense motive, or something like that? Yeah, sure. How difficult? Uh, let's go to difficulty. All these dice of mine. <clears throat> what flavor? <laughs> okay, so I got a success, two advantages, and a one light side point. Okay. So, uh, looking through the uh, the robes. You see um, one that still has Lyric's name tag on it with a little blood. It's not like a trail or anything? No, it looks like they tried to scrub the blood out quickly on on, a, on the tunic. Does it have his full name? Lyric Ashte. Okay, Because he so, would totally do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just in case there's another Lyric. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't the kind of cult where they're like, they changed their last name. So everyone's like, Lyric Ashla. <laughs> Lyric Bogan. <laughs> Lyric Carta. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, do I get, like, a dangerous vibe or, like, a these people are being honest vibe? I would say you have a bad feeling about this. All right. Dua's going to go and try to protect Garrick. Okay. So you catch up to Garrick Good as luck. you walk out. He does not out. catch up to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. He totally does. Garrick's playing it cool. Um, Garrick walked out of the beads and uh, pulled out a, a stem stick and lit up. Just kind of scanning the crowd. Oh, the Emrusian comes up and snatches it out of your mouth. Oh, and throws no, it that's away. fine. And I grab another one and hand her one. No, no, no. You don't understand. We're purging our vices tonight. Letting go of our past. Like throwing up? Moving forward together. And that's when Dua walks out. And you notice they're all wearing this red face paint. And the small Shadra fan woman comes and begins to brush it onto your face, just like the Toilet does to do. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she has a beautiful voice in Shadra fan culture. 
and by the time the brushes come off of your face, the Imrusian is putting two wooden cups in front of you, um, saying, drink. Garrick's thinking, Cass would drink it. To be fair, Cass probably would have drank it. But he does grab it and kind of side-eye look at Dua. <laughs> Dua is just like looking at Garrick with his eyes wide open and just gives the smallest little shake of his head, but then brings the cup to his lips and then air quote drinks it but just tries to keep it all in his mouth nope because that woman is going to lift the cups up for you and do like they do to to small dogs and rub the bottom of your chin to you till you swallow it oh do the blow in their nose kind of thing yeah um did i get less <laughs> than dua because of my size and metabolism oh, oh yeah no okay it's appropriate yeah it's an appropriate amount but do Dua, we, you are taking it for a destiny point. Do we need a resilience check since we didn't do a skullduggery check? <laughs> yeah, Dua's trying to it. hold it in his mouth, right. but then she like pats him on the back and just... <laughs> yeah, the, the Twi'lek woman and the <laughs> Imrusian are both kind who's, of tag-teaming you to make sure you swallow her. The Twi'lek or the Shadra fan? The Shadra fan. Oh, thank God. All day long. Even humans love her. <laughs> she's the Lola Bunny of Shadra fan. <laughs> if she's that cute, then I'm getting high, high, highly suspect. I just almost oh. accidentally said the show's name. And that's the name of the show. Yep, there we go. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> so we're doing a solo episode yep. now. <laughs> um, yeah, do we want to do a resilience check? Is this something we need to do, or is it like... Is this this fucking is Far Cry Three? God damn it! Yeah, yeah. You um. So the Applebee's root tastes like an old air conditioner smells. Ew. Uh, nice. It is awful at going down, and as soon as you're done drinking it, colors are immediately starting to change, and the trees and everything are starting to bend a little bit. Do and I get like auditory hallucinations too? Since that's more important, we'll, we'll figure, oh, we'll figure that out. <laughs> I'm so excited. Welcome and both of the females of your species grab you by the hand and take you into the center of this dancing ring. And we cut to Cass walking this trail of torches that leads to this little shack. I assume there's just beads or like a like a piece of cloth or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to. Pull it back and peek in. You peek in and you see just the shape of a man um, sitting there watching something on a hollow pad. He's got his his uh, knees pulled up to his face and his arms kind of wrapped around his legs as he's just sitting on the ground. And I'm going to, since obviously he's got his back turned to me, I'm just going to be like, uh, um, excuse me, I'm, I'm looking for Hosk or Lyric. You crazies already know who I am. I said, leave me. Well, that's good to know. Obviously, you haven't understood my cynicism on things. It's me, Cass. Kind of like perks up and looks. He still can't see his face fully yet. And uh, so Lyric got a hold of you then. He did. And uh, I heard that you started this religion here. Yes. How's it going for you? Do you step in? Yeah. 
And as I, you step I in, that kind of fall behind me. As you step in, you see him just kind of like quickly like turn the the hollow player off, and he kind of shuffles his body away from you. I've never seen you so timid in your life. That's when you see a bunch of wooden cups around him. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. I called you here to tell you the truth. I've kept you in the dark too long. Step a little bit closer. He turns to you, and you see that his chis red eyes aren't actually red. They're green, and he has yellow markings running down his face. And, uh... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, baby! Sorry. Oh, I love it. I'm not a chiss. I never have been. I'm I- a Pantoran. I think Cass would just be speechless. I mean, he's known him his whole life, and he's always thought he's a chiss. I'm not the pirate. I'm not the father. <laughs> I'm not anything. Well, um, what, what have you had in those? A police route. And that does. I was gonna say, Cass is a narcotics expert. Cass Shouldn't is a he drunk. Know I think Garrick's yeah, the narcotic what? one. Why don't... Can you roll to see if you know what yeah, Apple is? Yeah, can I roll to see? Go for it. What would that be under? Underworld? Underworld? I think like outer... Do lore. What about lore? <laughs> A general it, intelligence general, check, matter, yeah. I think. Not underworld, though. This yeah, is, this is too jungly to be right. like mainstream. Yeah, rolled against... Uh, Two difficulty and a boost die, because you basically grew up on this planet. Sure. Or this moon. So it would be like something that I would hear about from some societies. Uh, one two success. Advantage and one two, success. Nice. Um, so when he says that, you remember when you were a young boy um, accidentally partaking in this yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> was it like a rebellious thing, or was it like clearly a sheer accident? Sheer accident. Oh, no. And you have memories of Hoska, like, kind of holding you and calming you down. Sure. Can he have, like, suddenly have a memory of him having this exact experience, but he was in Hosk's place? Yeah. And he's talking to a younger kid and going, I have a confession to make. I'm not actually a chiss. Yeah. And he wipes the blue paint <laughs> off his face. <laughs> I'm a, a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think since Cass does have obviously some experience with this, I'm going to. Now, is there another chair or something in the room or something yeah, like that? I'm sure. going to sit down across from him. Hosk, look at me. Where is Lyric? If you didn't see him on your way in, my best guess is those psychos dragged him away somewhere. Hosk. But he's not important. I had him contact you for a reason. I told you the last time we spoke, I would tell you about your past, but when it came time to do it, I couldn't. I was too afraid to tell you. I've always been too afraid. It's time you know the full story, I guess. What is the story? Long ago in my youth, I I was a hunter. A killer for hire. I was trying to make a name for myself. I was 
doing the most difficult jobs I could find, ones no one else would take, and I was aimless, just working for mob bosses, crime lords, politicians, you name it. I, I was good. This was before anyone knew me as the chess pirate, Hoskarda. I had a different name. My name was Panakanal then. And well, Panakanal was hired for an assassination on Mandalore. I was to infiltrate a private estate and clear a home, leaving none alive. Everything about the mission was very vague, except I knew I had to kill a clan leader. Very dangerous and messy if not done right. But it was the type of job I was looking for. I was to kill this man and bring my employers his helmet as proof of a job done. The night of my hunt came. There were no guards. Mandalore was a bit more peaceful during those years. I broke into the estate. And that's when I heard the sound of a valacord. It was a beautiful somber piece, one I can still hear, but I followed the sound, and there he was. My target was the one playing this song. I hugged the corner of the wall, just listening, and when it was over, I confronted him. He looked up to see me. A powerless look on his face. This man was not armed. But he called out the name of a woman. And I gunned him down. A light searched the room. The helmet was not here. But I was on guard now. Someone knew I was there. I approached a long hallway. A door at the far end. I cautiously approached reaching a hand out to the panel of the door and a piercing scream came from behind me and I can now feel a Mandalorian dagger sticking into my collarbone. I turned quickly, reflex taking over and fired three blaster bolts into the midsection of my attacker. And there she was. A beautiful, long, dark-haired woman. Tears running down her cheek as I slowly lowered her to the floor while she quietly cursed me until she faded away. I removed the dagger. A dizzying feeling, my ears ringing. But even through that, I could hear a muffled cry of a child. <laughs> Behind the door I was to enter, a small child no more than a year old, crying for a mother that would not come. And I found you there, Cass. My employers never said anything about the child, but I knew they would want you dead as well. So I picked you up, and I took you with me. Changed my name, my identity. I made a new life for us as thieves. And the first thing I would ever steal was your future, Cass. I... I'm sorry, my boy. I... I don't... I'm sorry. 
I don't know what to say. I know I should have told you sooner. I was selfish, but I thought you would resent me. What? You're the only person who I've been... Can I have a minute? Of course. Cass Cass is going to leave. Go out the door. I think he's going to try to find a place just to be kind of alone for a second. He's going to take his helmet off. I just kind of imagine there's tears coming down. Obviously, he knew obviously the Hosk wasn't his actual father, but I don't think he ever suspected any of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's going to take a good long look at the... uh, I think he's just going to hold that Mandalorian helmet in his hand because he doesn't know if this is the Mandalorian helmet or not that Hosk was going to find. Uh, But I think he kind of looks at it because that's something that he recognizes in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, He's going to obviously pull out a flask and take a couple swigs. Right, this is... Your original helmet that Haas gave you, right? This is the one I think that Haas gave. Yeah, this is the. So this it's is probably it your dad. Probably is the one. I mean, there's that's the question though. Is yeah. is this the yeah. one or not? Um, Flipping it over, you're looking at the name Urza. Again. Yeah, Urza inside. Um, and I think at that point, he's going to keep the helmet off, but in his hand like this, and he's going to go back in, and he's going to ask Haas. He's going to be like. Is this the helmet? Yes. It was your father's. Davin Urza, leader of the clan of his namesake. Hosk. Who wanted to kill him? A smaller clan looking to climb the political ladder. Well, I should say, was small. They're known as the Saxon clan. After his death, your father's clan was absorbed and disbanded. I'm afraid there's nothing left now. Well, I don't know what to feel right now, Hosk. Obviously, I'm... I'm glad that you told me. But I don't understand... Why you never told me sooner? You're all I have, Cass. I just... Didn't want you to despise me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't get to pick your family, I guess, right? You've, uh... Taught me a lot of hard lessons, but... Hosk, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know if I can see you for a while after this. I don't I don't want to say it's going to be forever, but I definitely need some time. But then Cass is going to give him a hug. So cuz I feel like that would be like Cass doesn't want to make him feel like but he just I think that was obviously a lot to unload on Cass. He holds you a little tighter tears running down his face do we need to get you off of this planet no might be a good idea to find Lyric though Lyric said something 
about non-believers. Hmm. What happens to non-believers? They fashioned a sort of pit trap and caught an exu that they've thrown non-believers to. They make a celebration out of it. We, And that's where Lyric will be. Most likely. Listen, Haas, I'm going to ask you for one more favor. Anything. I need you to cause a distraction while we get Lyric out of here. Anything for you. And then I'm going to extend my hand, give him a handshake, and say, Thanks, Dad. Do we want to end it there? Or, uh... We got to. Yeah. That's a good stop. End of episode. The song you are listening to right now is called Drifting Among the Stars by one of our very own listeners, Calderon. We will have a link in the show notes where you can go find his music, and I highly recommend that you do. He's super talented and a great friend of the show. And I will be playing more of his tracks going forward, so keep an ear out for him. Now, enjoy the music of Calderon.
Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check out our website and send us a message to get free access to our Discord server. And if you feel so inclined, consider giving us support on Patreon. Our theme song is Far Apart by Airglow, and our background music was done by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. Edge of the Empire is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you.